Hi, Margarita. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, um, the Boutique Podcast. We are super excited to have you here and get a little bit of your insight into the world of being an entrepreneur and the yachting industry. Um, so let's start off with getting to know you a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, how you got started in the yachting industry? Uh, yeah, in in short, short, uh, I'm Margarita. I was born and raised in Germany, um, where I was picked up to then work on yachts after working 10 years in hospitality ashore. So um, ethnically, I come from a quite mixed background. My father's Pakistani, my mother is Greek, born and raised in Germany. Um, since I worked so many years in hospitality on land, where the shipyards are, the project managers came and the crew from the build uh, came and they kept suggesting to join the industry and that's basically how I ended up in yachting. Alrighty and then um, how long were you in the industry for working on the yachts? Um, was it a quite a long period of time? Yeah almost 10 years so okay. it was uh, just over eight years before I then finally got the guts to uh, found my own company. So you definitely know your way around the yachting world to say the least. Yes, yeah, because with the owners I work for, um, they also carried me on to the private residences that they held. Um, some of them took me on as a PA, so I traveled with them through their um, business engagements. So I got a luckily a bit of a 360 degree view of uh, how those high achieving individuals live and work. Alrighty, so since your days of working on the boat, um, you have come quite a long way and started your own company along the way with it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your company and how you got started? What sparked the idea? Yeah, um, the idea was born coming from commercial hospitality and uh, yeah, yeah, hospitality in the sense of hotels, restaurants, bars. Uh, entertainment uh, segment of, of the industry, um, I could see that there was a huge lack and a huge gap in between how it's run commercially, how it's done privately. And that niche I filled with systems that I built throughout my career on board. And because of those systems after trial and uh, error, lots of yachts next to us were picking up on it because they were dating the chief officer or someone else on board. And how it usually goes when you're with your partner, you talk about your work. And um, so the boys on board asked if their girlfriends would come and visit. And I've always let them because I can be of help. That's part of the stewardship that the yeah, hospitality people or Definitely. people in service have in their DNA. Um, I've always showed them everything that I've uh, solved and uh, they took it all on. And at some point, people kept saying, you should make a business out of this. You should make a business out of this. And I thought they were just being flattering. And <laughs> it was very cute and all that. I didn't think I could ever make a business out of it. I thought very small. Um, coming from humble beginnings, you tend to think very small. You don't mm -hmm. have the resources uh, or the skill sets uh, to, to to dream that big, you know? And uh, I did. Um, yeah, so I founded my company where I've developed... Um, all the solutions and the systems into an app. So mm -hmm. I was the first person and woman to develop an app in yachting. When management back then kept saying, oh no, we do everything by paper, it's much easier. But at the same time complaining that they have to give so many verbal orders. Mm -hmm. 
where the miscommunication then happens between management and operations. So that's where my app um, falls into place, which gives yeah crew the peace of mind that they actually did what they were so, uh, told to do because it's all there in writing and you can just be more efficient throughout your day and focus on what you're there for, being there for the guest and the owner. And the app is called IMS Crystal? Uh, just Crystal. IMS is the consultancy, oh, the, the Ethereum management is um, limited mm -hmm. and crystal is the product as well as the fine fibers and other stuff are the products part of the consultancy but can also be booked apart of course well it's honestly so wonderful seeing women feel empowered enough to take charge especially in industries such as this um yeah we love to see some representation and some empowerment and lovely to hear your story about how you got there um but I'm sure along on that journey, you've come across quite a few challenges and things that you've had to overcome along the way. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the challenges and some advice on how to, you overcame, maybe not advice, but more of how you overcame these um, these setbacks maybe that you experienced? Yeah, I'm glad that I was taking a sip at that moment because <laughs> the was uh, quite quite heavy-handed i found um working on board yachts i think many people can relate what a tough environment it can be i know many have positive experiences um but coming from an ethnic background my experiences was rather critical albeit the feedback and the positive encouragement came from uh european or caucasians which you know they had the how do you say it um they had the confidence to say these things and to believe in it while none of the ethnic people that I was friends with and working with would even think that part, including myself. So mm -hmm. this was one direction, but then having to show the app and show the solutions, uh, was very quickly seen that whatever people say about crew, <laughs> they're never the problem. It's what happens on the trade shows that what happens on the trade floor where you can see a really dog eat dog mentality. Absolutely. So, companies very bluntly trying to steal my product, um, very connivingly try to talk it down, offering help just to um, fish for information. How do I build a search engine? How do I build other systems? And they have that distorted belief that if they copy something that they don't know anything about, that they can then maintain the quality or build on it. Yeah. No matter what people take from me, I will always outperform them and outrun them because I spend my life doing this while they spend a couple of hours. So yeah, these adversities were quite quite intense and quite um, yeah, Dis how do you call it, disillusioning uh, to to experience. Uh, I thought you know I thought they would be better, and now it just makes more sense. Um, but there were a few good people, and uh, mainly it is still. Um, crew and captains and chief stewardesses who see the value of this and want to have it and they have no agenda they have no political motivation they are just focused on getting the best to the owner doing the doing the best job they can yeah so yeah. that was always a key motivator for me to keep going and not letting them not letting them down mm. you know that's, that's why i never give up that's just how I was raised. You've given you some grit, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so that answered. Yeah, jumping off of that, um, in terms of ethics and representation on board, as as you you said, 
it's not necessarily the crew and the captains and the people working on board the yachts that where the problem lies, it's more at the higher level within the industry. So um, how would you like to see there be maybe a little bit of a change or um, people to people in the higher positions of power starting to work a little bit more ethically ethically and showing a little bit more representation what kind of um solutions would you like to see and can you give us some insights on like how how you'd like to see the industry just evolve in that department a little bit yeah that's a that's a heavy question it is good yeah. I'd love to see, and I've seen um, then again, and I'm relying on uh, the Caucasian and European allies mm -hmm. because they have the confidence and they have the resources and they also have the privilege. A few of them in one-on-one -on -one conversations admitted that, yes, I realize I have privilege. Even I myself born in Germany, having had the luxury not to worry, uh, to be married off to, to someone or uh, not having to worry uh, about banal things uh, makes a big difference. And I think if we slowly start, or not slowly, if we just start to educate ourselves on it, ask questions, involve people from other cultures uh, into our day-to-day, -day, maybe the Filipinos uh, laundry master on board or um, the motorman, to just sit there and talk a little bit more further and learn from each other, Mm. Uh, we try to do this in our app with the manuals by um, using some of the slogans and sayings in the different languages to just bring a little bit of that cultural awareness and play so that people say more than just um, I love you and hello in Tagalog, but they can also say Magaling, which uh, means, I think it means well, uh, well done. So we rhymed it with Magaling onto the next thing. So, you know, it just creates conversation around it. And that's just a soft entry into it. Ideally, um, companies would start to, and I'm a friend. I'm a friend of quota as well. People say that it's not about equality; it's about quality. I think that slogan is rather toxic because Absolutely. it is about <laughs> yeah, um, it is about equality because you are, according to all the studies out there, from McKinsey to Deloitte, which are huge corporations, um, they all say that when you have more women in the team, I'm not saying all women, just, just a balanced amount of women and men, you get over 20% more productive. Mm. If you have ethnic people in your team, I'm not saying just black black and browns, but a balanced group, Diverse. you get over 4%. So why would, you, yeah, why would you leave money on the table, basically? Why would you want to be 34% less productive, less outperforming, just less? That is not what yachting is about. That is not what anything is about. If you look at um, professional athletes, they, would, if they could perform 30% more. <laughs> they do their absolute best to do that as soon as possible. <laughs> How can we lag behind and be comfortable with it? And I mean, I don't see that this necessarily cruel because I haven't seen... Of course, there's a couple of people who still say that... Um, Filipinos shouldn't earn as much as someone else for the same job, but that's obviously very outdated. Equal pay for equal work Absolutely. is a very common question. And uh, we need to weed a little bit that out, but it doesn't mean that you should get fired when you say this. It just means you have a need for education. And um, there is uh, another company that I've founded with uh, some Kenyan friends where they work on building education on 
what are biases, what is what does racism mean, how does it show up in 2023, because things have changed. Nobody is wearing a white hood anymore. Uh, absolutely not, but it still happens yeah. in so many subtle ways throughout all areas of life. Subtle and not so subtle. Yeah, subtle and unsubtle, because just a week ago, uh, there was a huge raid in Germany where they... Um, where the police went into uh, lawyers' offices, banks, um, public services, like the police themselves, and they investigated and just swept up all the people, high-ranking academics um, who uh, swing very far to the right and who were planning to you know, storm the, the government, which, when did that ever become a trend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite an indicator on that people... Uh, react instead of stop and think. Um, I think that is something that that is something that I learned while going through all the waves of entrepreneurship. That I start to work on myself first, Absolutely. and when I've tested, trialed it, and practiced it, and it's stable, then I go with it and suggest it to others. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, most of these issues that we face are systemic. It's just based on hundreds and thousands of years of the way the world has been working but as we've as we've advanced we've got so many more avenues and access to information that for people to not expose themselves to that kind of information and just get a little bit educated there is there is no room for that anymore yes there's definitely a lot of people that are in positions of underprivileged positions and they might not have as much access to the information that we do but in an industry like yachting where so many of the people in power are so well off there's just no excuse anymore to really not put yourself out there and become educated on why these things are happening yeah and and i really don't see any um they keep at the trade shows that I'm visiting, they keep saying, oh, crew, the next generation, this, that, the other. And I go, every time I speak with crew, um, if anything, they're the most educated on the, on these subjects, you know, or most interested in these subjects because they're living next to each other. And if I can add one more thing, um, the owners I work for were Jewish, American, um, Europeans, uh, Arabs, Russians, and I've never seen them being as racist as uh, some of the management and brokers that uh, that I have uh, had to rub shoulders with. Mm -hmm. um, expression, but you know, that I came across at least with. because once you work with these um, owners and you see them in their villa on the private island or you see them in, in their office in, in New York, they have all sorts of uh, clients and all sorts of staff. And they're the most loving and caring because what they care about is that you care about them once they see that they're loyal to you when they feel your loyalty mm -hmm. they don't care what you have for gender or nationality they really don't in my experience righty so moving on to maybe just a little bit of a lighter topic even though i feel like these things are very important to discuss um if we don't have these conversations how are we going to see any changes happen especially in these bigger billions of dollar industries um but you have been in the yachting industry for quite some time now, and I'm sure along the way you've had some experiences and visit some places that you've never you never thought that you would have the chance to. So in in your memories, what are what is one of the places or one of the experiences that you will never forget and yeah, just never thought that you'd have the opportunity to to do or see? 
it was the very first Caribbean island and Antigua it was just out of the dream for me mm -hmm. I could to be then um, to to really feel it was just crazy it's so different um the the, the air the the taste of the air the feeling of of the atmosphere there the 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 people the the energy just was just insane i uh, i can see why people are drawn to to island life i could I'm never see it before i never understood it but it was just just insane you could just sit there and I'm not the person who sits still for a very long time. <laughs> More productive, you know. But when I mean, you just see the frigate bird, the way it flies over, and it looks like um, like some sort of spaceship because of that mm -hmm. very angular, very masculine bird, uh, masculine bird. Uh, it's just, yeah. No wonder that in the beautiful places you have the nicest poets and creative people. It's just, just infusing you with. Honestly, you're not the first person on this podcast to say Antigua, so it's definitely been added to the list of of places that I need to get myself to eventually one day. But yeah, it sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm definitely an island life girl at heart, so I can completely understand why it would be so appealing. There, they have such an amazing memory. They grow so old. They live so healthy. They uh, there is something there's something in that culture and something in the way they live that I think if you put them into a business environment, they would excel that business because of those natural skills that um, yeah, in that natural way they've uh, accumulated them and how they hold on to, to those values and how they exercise them, how they live them. Just as amazing. Good. I've been there for years and then three years later, the people there recognized me. Hey, Margarita, how you doing? I was like, <laughs> how the heck do you remember who I am? Ginseng <laughs> here. I always thought ginseng is the cure, you know, <laughs> to have your memory live forever. But I don't know how they do this, but they, yeah, uh, emotionally, uh, also very intelligent people. Mm, I can imagine so. So, yeah, just to end off our little chat today. Do you have any advice for some young entrepreneurs who are eager to get themselves out there and maybe start their own businesses, but are afraid, which is definitely something that I can understand. It is quite a, a rough world out there in the world of starting a business. So if you have any advice for them. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing is that you find your why, like Simon Sinek says, because if your motivation is making money, being famous, traveling, being a, I don't know, travel blogger or something, <laughs> uh, no offense. Uh, I think if you find your why, that goes that goes beyond money and fame. It is something, a deep driving purpose. You want to do something better. You want to relieve pain or uh, an issue in some way. And if you have that, that would be, your motivation to get you out of deep holes mm -hmm. or get you over huge humps or, or mountains, adversities, because that would be driving you. And uh, one thing that I've learned is um, not to sound sad or anything, but I work on myself and I trust myself. Mm -hmm. not, it's good to have a network, but don't rely on it. It's, it's good to have, but 
the most important thing is always work on on yourself mm -hmm. you, yeah. are, you only have yourself at the end of the day yeah, yeah reading helps uh, maybe in form of audiobooks or you can do something else you know you figure those things out as you go and another thing for the perfectionists out there is um, mm -hmm. the 80 20 rule which I read cringingly and you're like oh, I don't want it you need to get it out when it's perfect not before <laughs> but uh, yeah it's better to have something that you've really thought out and through go there and then develop it from there but not like some people do you know they're very quick to show that be more cautious and be more mindful with the things you you shoot out yeah like you remember the time when on Instagram everybody photographed the food Yes, <laughs> I was so unnecessary. <laughs> so be put out there and what you spend your time with, you know, be with everything you do. That's something I learned, and not be pulled with it. Make your schedule for every day. I have a, I'm a night owl. For example, I work till three, four o'clock at night, five o'clock if you let me. But um, in order to counterweigh that, like alcoholics, you know, they stay away from bars. So I uh, set any call that I can do from eight o'clock, nine o'clock, just to be forced to get up and not give myself some sort of leeway. So yeah, well, give structures. That I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, hold yourself accountable as well. <laughs> yeah, find your why, uh, hold a strong uh, structure, and uh, work on yourself. And and another tip just that works for me. <laughs> Every time I go run, be, before I used to run just with music, just and then in the meantime, your your computer in the background just does the work and finds a solution for whatever issue and just pops up as an idea. Mm -hmm. um, but I've realized when I run and I listen to an audiobook, you learn much faster and then you do a little research on it and you understand it because of the more oxygen that gets pumped through and then you memorize it more deeply and because mm -hmm. your brain is more active because you're running outside because there's so much movement around there. So you are more attentive. So that's why it just gets ingrained and anchored in deeper and that's how i remember audiobooks uh better when i do this during running the the brain and the body works in powerful and mysterious ways <laughs> <laughs> not that mysterious actually it's just, it makes so much sense you know so true yeah but it's 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 good to good to try these things out absolutely um, i hope that helps Alrighty, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Lovely conversation with you. I'm super excited to watch through this again.